What is good, divine dolls and divine servants? Listen, your girl, I'm telling you, it is Saturday morning. I'm in bed. I am wiped. TF out. Miss y'all terribly. I almost dreamt of doing my oracle readings last night. Um, you know, thinking about just getting back to those and... My niece is still visiting. Shout out to all the single moms out there. Like, um, I've always been the auntie. Like, I will play with the kids, you know, sunshine and everything. And when it's time to change the diapers, it's like, let me put you back with your mama. As soon as she's cleaned up, ready to roll again, right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, and each age bracket is different and whatnot. But... But I'm feeling it because um, her college class got canceled. So they moved it down to, I guess, the regular school during regular school time. So she's here for a little bit of extended stay and, and um, taking all. Of, and my parents are not here to help kind of when they say it takes a village to uh, raise a child. Baby, let me tell you, I used to want to have five kids, I think. But um, uh it's moments like this where I'm glad that for the most part, I can just <laughs> focus on taking care of myself and super grateful for my uh, my niece and my five God kids. I think, you know, I've, I'm good, but I want you're probably going to see by the title. I already know what I'm going to say. I've been uh, I, I think that a lot of us got surprised with this Roe v. Wade reversal type of thing and. The best way I can explain it is this is kind of like stirring up the bee's nest or the beehive type of thing. Um, it's so interesting to me because a lot of you know I've been talking about the ages, right? We're coming out of age of Pisces and into age of Aquarius, which I do believe um, inherently in my soul that it's very pro-woman. Um, you're seeing a lot of things to where the woman is stepping into her into her power into her strength, understanding her beauty, um, and the, the, the power behind her femininity, right? Um, a lot of restoration, reparation, healing, um, strengthening, right? Um, and, I took a sneak peek and looked ahead to Age of Capricorn and Age of Capricorn. So we that's another thousand years up, but we're laying the, 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 the foundation for things to come. And Capricorn, Age of Capricorn energy to me, right? Um, the way I, I kind of intuitively feel it, it kind of feels to me kind of like a a beehive where you have the queen bee and you have the worker bees that are the men, but you have um, each queen. And, and, you know, I think that we don't need to be limited or live in fear. Each woman is going to have to learn how to manage and step into her own power where she has people working around her to produce beautiful things. And, you know, uh, some people will say, well, the queen, she kills off the other females. Nah, baby girl, what you do is you go get your own, you know, your own honeycomb. And you get your own set of guys to work for you and pr be productive and you manage your own, right? So that's where your power lies. Um, we're not animals. We live above that. You can learn from animals. But 
So when I say that this row thing has is going to stir the hornet's nest kind of a thing. Um, keeping in mind we're in Age of Aquarius, which is very much about I think it's very pro-woman, not bashing men in any way, you know, um, but I don't think that it's, it's balanced yet. I think that it's going to be a balancing era, um, a restorative era. Um, and so with that being said, you know, um, it's one of those things where... Uh, 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 <laughs> If you're listening to this, you're going to uh, you're going to pick up what I'm putting down. Most of us understand that a lot of the things around us are spiritual. And I think that sometimes we forget that even I know in the United States, don't get it twisted. You know, the presidents, a lot of these world powers, they use astrology. They use the planetary placements. They understand how they work, like even, you know, with the um that that kind of for those of you who know I did grow up in the church so it's like when you understand that the three magi was it no you guys I think it was more than I think it was 12 magi I remember there was a misconception about that but um they were looking at the planetary placements and they came to understand that a world power or something new or somebody of that magnitude that would make that big of an impact on the world was coming and the um the Roman emperor at that point he understood it too, so when they came and told him, it's kind of like, "Ah, oh, crap, and it's in this area. The astrocartography is indicating that it's here um you can tell by the by the placements of the stars and the planets this is bringing in a new era and he did, he thought it was um something more physical in the three d but you know as above so below um and so um, it's even things like, for example, when Putin waited until Pluto was over directly over the U.S., uh, there's also been like, I don't know if you know, like Trump was born on a blood moon and he came into office, I believe, during a, a blood moon. Um, it's stuff like uh, understanding that Washington, D.C. is a scorpionic state, right? And just some of the other areas in the, throughout the world are either scorpionic um, and have to do with the armies and the powers and the religious powers. The astrocartography is there for it. Um, another interesting one too was there is a there is a spiritual advisor for each of the presidents that are there, um, and you can see them in the pictures. Like they've started to lift the veil as we come into Age of Aquarius, so they're starting to show you show you show their hand. And you will see that a lot of times they do things according to, you know, with retrogrades or with um, when things go direct, right? Um, when they're in, in a uh, position of power. So I feel that the patriarchal society, um, they understand that this is a moment where, you know, women are... are the conversations are happening, you know, conversations about what is happiness, what is companionship, what is the value of marriage, what does it mean to birth something and to birth someone and to have children, what is the quality of life for a woman. I know I've talked on my podcast about, you know, 
one, it is it is a little bit difficult, you know, because it can tug on your heartstrings where you feel like, you know, my validation as a woman means that I've been married, that I have had kids, right? But spiritually on a divine um, path, you're more along the lines of um, what does it mean to love myself when everyone is saying that, you know, and, and women across every culture, I think, experience this. What is beauty? What is your worth? You know, um, what are your contributions? Um, uh, how do you love yourself in spite of how do you, you know, step into your power as a woman? Does that mean you have to become male identified? Does that mean you have to think like a man, act like a man, move like a man in order to succeed? Or can you be magnetic and, and, um, receptive and nurturing and maternal um and caring you know but and and we have to get back to the you know kind of talking to myself like uh back to the divine feminine archetypes because there are so many archetypes and i'd like to think that each one of us are our own oracle you know i've kind of talked a little bit about what it would take for you to be anytime you pull up my card you're definitely going to be in a temple it's going to be like Athens, Greece style. You know, you'd have to take some type of, you know, cleansing bubble bath and lots of fragrances and lots of beautiful luxury, opulent things to come into my presence type of a thing. Right. Um, and we would have intellectual conversations and um, the experience of coming to my temple would include all of the five sensory factors. Right. And um definitely with concentration in health and in wealth right importing exporting nutrition food fitness right um but kind of trying to keep this short and not too long-winded i do miss y'all um i think that they understand that uh women there's something going on with women right now Right. And a lot of the conversations are happening. And because of the pandemic, a lot of people, including myself, went to the airwaves. Right. And we tapped into different frequencies and we started to, to hear other people. I know that in in some ways it was kind of weird to hear how, you know, a lot of men think about women. But it was also a beautiful moment for me because it's like, yeah, you know, you get to a point in life where you for me, I get to connect with other black women but this time it was on a more global scale and the interconnectivity about shared experiences about what it means to grow up looking phenotypically black with the thick coarse 4c here the big nose the big lips you know the dark skin you know and what it means to hear different women talk about you know going to school and advancing through college and going into their careers and what it means for relationships it it really was a, a comforting moment and and with that it's in a place where it feels good to just be woman to be black woman to love myself to love my experience and that I don't have to you know go through and what we you know in the black community we call struggle love you know having to just fight so hard to be validated to get married 
and in some cases it's not the best ideal situation and or um bring in children in a, in a place that is not the you know the most conducive right now that being said i, I don't want to get too sidetracked but um I know there are happy couples. And in fact, some of the kids that were in my kindergarten when I was uh, a TA, I was a high, in high school, I was a TA for a kindergarten. And um, unfortunately, one of them, she just passed away. She's the cutest little baby doll ever. But among her peers from that group and the kids I used to babysit, they've um, like the, the girls, they've married out. One has dated like Chinese. One has dated, has well, married to a Chinese guy. One has married a um, uh, a Mexican guy. Another one is married like, you know, Caucasian and stuff like that. So happily married, beautiful kids. Um, I love to hear young women talk. Um, and so kind of circling back to why I'm saying it's stirring up the, the business, you know, and even when I get to see how my niece engages with the male population, the male species, <laughs> the human race. Um, they, I feel like <clears throat> for the most part, they're going to be OK. I think that um, I did gripe a little bit in terms of how things have changed over the years. You know, um, most women, I think, didn't really have those conversations with their moms. But now the aunties and the moms and the grandmas are kind of passing on that knowledge and and again, I think because of the interconnectivity and part of the elucidation that comes from transitioning from Age of Pisces, Age of Pisces is about covert, hidden mystery, what lies below the surface, the occult. And Age of Aquarius is the complete opposite. It's enlightening. It's um, broadening. It's about speed. It's definitely about intellect. It's definitely about um, information, right? Information age. And so um, now these young women, when you hear them, it just makes me so proud and happy because it's like they are not to be messed with. And I think that the powers that be thought that they would give this bees hornet that is this bees nest that is now formulating is coming down the pipeline in another thousand years right? Things are starting to fall into order. The queens are ascending into their throne and putting into correction the the males <laughs> and discarding basically the low, same thing. It's kind of like you have second tier um, uh, women that, you know, go get your own or if you're not, you will be annihilated as it should be, right? It's kind of like a purging process, right? Um, and so they thought that they would give this one jab and be like, oh, well, we're going to mess with your rights. We're going to mess with your reproductive, you know, um, organs and everything that comes with that. We're going to assort a power one more time. And I think that I've said it before and it's kind of messed up, but it's kind of like, you know, men are saying choose better. Listen, this new generation is not to be played with. They're going to really show you, you know, um, how they're going to choose better and you're y'all are not going to like it this is going to put us on a fast track to age of of uh a capricorn where um you know men right now have been running amok destroying wreaking havoc and that's in all cultures you know you see how 
with the Caucasians. They're just everywhere they go. They've just raped and pillaged and destroyed, you know, starting. I mean, even with with Columbus in Africa, you have the highest femicide rates, rates, um, high, you know, um, um, essay of, of children, of their women no food, no electricity, no light. I know I'm I'm super aggravating in, in some, I'm super heightening, <laughs> right? I know there's some places in Africa that has water and electricity, okay, um, that goes to the house. So, you know, um, South America going through the collapse of different things and even places like when you look at Haiti and they have all these internal wars when you're there with your quote-unquote own people and um you know even in like uh like in china and korea japan where the government is against its own people and so restrictive on their own people that's all male masculine power unfortunately toxic you know power because um, I don't think that as a collective, we've gotten to experience the nurturing, the protector provider aspect of the masculine power or what would have come out of Age of Pisces. But um, yeah, I think that this, you know, there's there's a saying when it comes to black people, it's like, I am not your, like your, your father's slave or your grandfather's slave, or I am not the typical black person like I'm not my ancestors, right? Um, there's things like, I couldn't be a slave today because on God, I would spit in your food. I would chew up glass. I would grind up glass and put it in your food. And I would have give zero Fs about it. I will put crap. I would put poop in your food. I would just pretty much burn your house down and plan my escape. Like, I, you would have nothing on Harriet Tubman on me. Like, it's just, it's not... You know what I'm saying? Um, And so here you have the same dynamic with the women. I think that if you really want to stir up this hornet's nest, yeah, we're going to have, you know, that demographic or that small population of women that it's going to be a little bit slow for them, right? And they're still going to be trying to figure things out in life, right? And I think that as women, the more voices we have, the more support we can provide to each other, the sooner we can get on track to where we need to be, you know. Um, I love the beehive energy. Like I said, it doesn't scare me that it's the queen because I think that um, I would just go create my own nest and have my own socioeconomic environment, my own ecosystem, and know how to run it, right? And train my girls how to, to run it and and that type of thing and and create their own nests, right? Um <clears throat> but um Yeah, I think that, you know, with these conversations of choose better, I already said there's going to be another wave of um incels coming in because there's a lot of scrutiny and examination happening with what men think they bring to the table. One of the funniest things, and and it's kind of funny how karma works. And, and sometimes, uh, I don't have a problem with even, um, I think that there, obviously there's the dark and 
there's the shadow and the light side of femininity and masculinity. And we do need, like, for example, the Kalimas that are dark and will chop your head off. And um, you see it even like for those of you who are into the Bible, there's a moment when God is going to pour out his wrath and he's going to go in favor of you against your enemies, right? And there's going to be times where he's going to have justice for for his, you know, people. Or when you look at all the other, like even Athena, goddess of wisdom and war, um, there has to be a winner, winner and a loser. There has to be an opponent. There has to be a pro and a con. There has to be somebody that the deities are in favor of, right? And, um... I think that I don't have a problem with with um some of the purging action that will need to happen. I think that um with scrutinizing you know these relationships, I think that Oh, yeah, I was talking a little bit about karma, and then I'm going to kind of just wrap it up here, because I think I've kind of made my point. But there's this one guy, he was on um, a dating show, and, you know, it's so funny how intuitively I think the women picked up, and I think that that's one of the strengths of women. Um, the way that women are going to get to age of, of uh, Capricorn, I think, it's going to be interesting when you step into your power because you win it with intellect and you win it with intuition. Those are silent superpowers. Those are feminine powers. Masculines have won things with brawn, with force, with physical exertion. But women, anytime and every time, are always going to win by outwitting. One of the, the one of my favorite stories was, um, ah, the name is not coming to me right now, but it was the... It sounds gruesome. I wish I just remembered her name right off the bat, but I've I've talked about her on my previous podcast. There was a woman that um she saved her whole city with um absolutely beautiful. Um and she was like stunning. She's like one of the equivalents of Esther in a sense, right? Um very affluent woman and she had her maidservants. Her husband was very rich and he passed away. But um, she was one of the most beautiful women in her city. And when this outside force came to take the, the city, she basically went in and um, seduced the the general and lopped his head off, right? Type of a thing. So, um, but the way that she did it, she outwitted him. She didn't even lay, well, yeah, she did eventually lay a finger on him. But a lot of it had to do with how she dressed, how she smelled, how she looked, her beauty regimen. She was smart. She uh, she understood how the um, army was moving um, and their tactics and, and where they would be and how to escape. And, you know, she understood strategy and war. Um, so this guy was on this dating show. And the women picked up on the things their intuition was telling them. Something's not right with what he's saying. Um, And so um, 
I think that one of the misconceptions that a lot of men have right now, unfortunately, is they think that just because a man is a high earner, which it is important, right? It's one of those things where there's a saying, um, love doesn't, what is it? Love doesn't pay the bills. So you have to have a balance. You know, um, one of my favorite books, The Science of Getting Rich, it says, um, love is denied expression because of poverty. You know, you can say you love me, but if you don't have a roof over my head, if you don't have food for the kids and shelter, then it means absolutely nothing, right? You have to have tangible. I think that's another underlying conversation with a lot of these things, right? Um, And so he was talking and his whole thing is, well, I make a lot of money. I'm a six-figure earner, so I should be able to get a fit woman. He has a child, but he wants a woman that doesn't have a child. He was old AF and he wasn't attractive. But, but, and so even if those are exterior, external things, when you started to listen to him, you started to hear that he's controlling something. A lot of the comments, they were saying something is off. Something is not right. Something just, I can't put my finger on it, but me being scorpionic and going to the deep in the dark and the Virgo side of me that is analytical and wants to examine things and understand and unpack why, um, somehow I found out this, uh, uh, he had posted it in, in the, in the chat, but he was putting a response to the stuff that he was saying. And when you go to his page um, you realize that he has this whole plethora of um, videos where he's rating women, you know, on their looks. You know, he's like, oh, her face is a three. Her body's a seven. You know, um, this is why I rank women. Women, save yourself. Oh, no, no. He, uh, save yourself, black man. Um, he's like, why you should cheat on your girlfriend? Um, a lot of misogynistic uh, views and um, it was kind of funny because in the comments it was they actually had the women were saying ladies like maybe we can all donate our pinkies and create a GoFundMe to send him back to you know like I won't say but like to another country so he's just not not our problem because we don't want him over here right type of a thing and it was funny because they started talking about his his looks you know and um the same exact energy he had put out there these women without even knowing his um behind the scenes what he was all about he was getting all of that energy and he was getting all of that smoke and I thought it was just absolutely interesting, you know, a lot of the things he was talking about also about, well, I want a younger woman because of the reproductive stuff, but it's like he's not realizing at his old age, when you start to study biology, and I I noticed too, a lot of these conversations are difficult because a lot of people did not um, really engage with education. And I get it, you know, what kid wants to be in school, but a lot of these conversations are really remedial. um, And you can tell some people really did not listen in school past high school, past fourth grade, or didn't go into um, higher education where you learn about psychology, physiology, biology, anatomy, um, you know, how the body works 
none of it. And so when a man gets older, his sperm carries genetic DNA. And the older it gets, it actually, you know, they'll say that it's the woman that has a complication. But a lot of the times the woman is dating an older man. And so it's like his the, the genetic DNA is deteriorated. A lot of the times they're not taking care of their health. And so they will blame it on the woman and say, oh, it's because she's past 35. But if the average woman 35 is dating a 40-year-old man or 10 years up, a 45-year-old man, that, that DNA from his sperm is shit. Like, it's just, it's really high risk. I'm trying to be respectful, but, you know, now you're messing with your baby's health because the, 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 um, and, and it's so interesting because, <coughs> excuse me, when, um, a lot of you know I take different supplements for different things. And um, I was reminded when I was looking up for different supplements how, you know, it kind of goes back to, I think it's CoQ10, if I'm not mistaken, is a good uh, supplement for men. If I'm not, if I'm remembering correctly off the top of my head, but that helps to restore the DNA and the um the strength and how you know potent it's supposed to be and healthy it's supposed to be in mobility of it but um like i said and i've talked about before a lot of men don't really take care of their health um and you know to the point where some of them there's a joke a lot with the women some a lot of these men are shooting blanks or they're shooting worms you know, and it's it's funny, but it's not funny. Like, there's a reason that these things are coming up, and so Harry and it was it was hilarious to me because I got to see behind the scenes when I tell you everything that he had put out, he got it back. I mean everything. I mean these women dragged him for his looks. They dragged him for you know they ranked him based yeah based on his looks and. They they somehow sense that he's one of those people that's very much into like save yourself black man, which is about going out of the country. And they're like, you know what? I think we just need to send him back to wherever he came from. Like, we don't want him here in North America. And it was so hilarious. It's like you could not make that up. It was very fascinating for me to see it and observe that. Um. Yeah, just a fascinating time. Um, but yeah, I'm already at the 30-minute mark on my laptop. I like to keep it at 30 minutes. So let's just keep it there. Um, but that's my thoughts. I think that, you know, ladies, let's just keep, um, you know, don't lower your your chin. You know, don't let that crown slip off your head. Um, you know what time it is. Tap into your intuition, tap into your intellect. I think that they're trying to stir the hornet's nest in a, in a sense. And um, it's learning how to rise above the fear and strategize. Um, I think that, you know, this is forcing conversations. I'm sure I'm going to have a conversation with my niece and it's going to happen in schools. You know, when, when a lot of these young women go back to school and they have these conversations and in school among each other uh, with each other whatever their aunties and their mom were weren't telling them it's really going to drive home and they're going to be even more selective i understand there's going to be outliers but now those conversations are going to come up again about you know what's the point of me 
like even engaging with you or breathing your air if it's just going to jeopardize my health and jeopardize my quality of life, you know, and I think that it's, it's in a way, you know, the woman, whether she states it or not, some people suppress that innate um, nature it's very, I think it's innate in women, but some people suppress it and a lot of it has to do with society, especially if you become male identified. But for the most part, inherently a woman wants what's best for her child. She's going to want to make sure that she procreates with the strongest male, with the, um, with the, with the male that's going to have the most resources and that's going to protect and provide. And is also going to be able to pass on legacy for the children, right? Um, And so those conversations are going to resurface. And I don't think that a lot of men are going to like it because right now there's that performance is just not there. I think that, you know, I talk a lot to and for women um, help keep that crown on your head type of a thing. But I think for, you know, I I have brothers. I'm at the point where I think the only good male really in my life is my dad. Um kind of waffling in and out with between, you know, what it means with one brother, but um I think that if I were to have a moment of consideration and and say like maybe if I had a son, you know, it would be one of those things where I would just really hope that me being as selective as possible, it would be a father that wants to be in his son's life. And, you know, I've always dreamt about what it would mean to send my son to work with his dad. And so he can learn how to be a boss. I'm very attracted to to men who are bosses. Um, And so with even the last two relationships, it's like, man, if we had a son together, he would be learn. He would be like if the one guy he was running a, a like a square mile um, import export. It's like everybody's pretty much heard of this company type of a thing. But I'm like, if we train our son, he will be. He could be like the next president. Like I'm not even playing with that. Or the other one, definitely run learn how to run a multi million dollar business. You know, same thing for the daughters, right? I definitely. It was definitely important to me that if uh, at the time I was considering having children, that they became these powerhouses. I think a lot of women, um, that's what they want. That's why we have a lot of these conversations about how to, you know, like the education system and um, housing system, you know, air quality, food quality. Um, But... You know, it's it, if I were to give advice to what would hypothetically be my spiritual son. Um, and so keeping in mind, I'm not talking to I don't I don't think I see myself in a position to give advice to men. I've talked about that a little bit, too. Men really stop listening to their moms after the age of eight. And after that, they listen to other men. But if I were to, you know, give advice or to rear my son from from, you know, birth to age of eight and then I pass him on to a powerhouse of his father a legend of his father uh you know again just love the idea of a a man that is like super intelligent super um powerful and 
um, productive and a ruler and a leader. Um, and, you know, oh, this is going to make me want to circle back. Let me just tap about this real quick. When I was talking about that guy that was on the dating show, I think a lot of men think that because they make money, which is, is important, um, they don't take a, uh, into consideration their, that physical appearance, but also character. Are they kind? Are they a protector, a provider? Um, I've talked a, a little bit about how this is probably going to be long because I haven't talked for so long. Um, there's gaps in between. But I talked about how um, the fallen state of man, right? And how the fallen state of man wants to subjugate the woman. If you want to be in a relationship and you want to get back to the Eden and you want to get back to paradise and you want to get to the elevated version before the fall of man, then in Eden, in that ecosystem, Eve was not subjugated. You would have to be a, a man in his highest form is not going to want to subjugate his wife. And so those are the qualities that you would look for. And I think that a lot of men think that um, because we're saying that we want to provide for our children materially, that it absolves them of everything else that comes with running that ecosystem, right? The compassion, the caring, the nurturing, the providing, the protecting, right? Um, so... <laughs> I wanted to address that. I think it was important to address that. But um, let me get ready to hop off of here. I think that I was talking a little bit about how, you know, if I were to give advice to my son from the age of one to eight before I now, somebody that I've chosen, you know, um, to now pass the reins on to his father at eight, up until that point, I would be teaching him you know, what it means to be an upstanding citizen, how to be a productive citizen, how to step into his power. You know, um, when you talk about the bee colony, um, the contrast between not bee colony and age of Capricorn bee colony is um, the men <laughs> are put in a position where they are used for their resources and then discarded, right? So for you to not be discarded, continue to be useful, continue to be productive, right? Um, at the end of the day, we're not animals, but we can study animal behavior and look at how we work and what, what how we function, right? So, you know, with the bees, it's kind of like once they have built those walls, those sugar walls, <laughs> and they have, you know, transported the pollen or whatever, what have you. And once they have, you know, she selects which one she's going to procreate with, it's off with their heads, right? And but it's like once they become useless, so it's like, at the end of the day, I know it kind of sucks, but you learn to be productive, you know, you stay in the field, you contribute, you build, you construct, right? Um, you do not subjugate the woman. And that creates harmony, it creates sweet things, right? I like to think of bees and honey of the luxury life. You know, when you even think of how bees um, contribute to the ecosystem, you know, and it adds to like the flowers and the trees and the different fruits and 
um, vegetables that we have and the contribution of the bees. I know you guys, I, my parents were both teachers. I still remember a lot of the lessons we had about the, the birds and the bees, but the bees in particular, such a beautiful topic, right? But at the end of the day, the goal is that it's supposed to be better for the world, for society. Um, things are supposed to be better. Um, and to pr- increase productivity, it kind of taps in a little bit to human, to uh, Mother Earth too, because the way things are going right now, it's not, it's not um, very conducive to Mother Earth. We have pollution, polluted waters. Um, children, our children are not taking care of and protected and provided. You know, which another interesting thing too. In the midst of all of this, let's just go ahead and talk about it. You know, um, I was talking a little bit about Bill Cosby, but somebody I was listening to, they said, you know, dominant society showed how they protect their woman when it came to Bill Cosby and the 16 year old. It's like when you look at the contrast between R. Kelly and um, Bill Cosby, a lot of R. Kelly's um Victims were were black women, and so they were getting um, no support from white people and no support from black people, if not harsher support, you know, from black people. Um, And but when it came to Bill Cosby, it's like at the end of the day, that is their white skinned girl. That is their blonde, blue, blue eyed person. That is their. That is a part of who they are, and they send a message loud and clear. You lay a finger on one of our girls, you're going to pay the consequences, right? Um, We believe her at the age of 16. This is what we stand for. You know, they still, I think that, you know, they still have things to take care of their community, but we have a lot of shit to take care of in our community too. Because in our community, like, when I tell you all of our girls and even our men are getting smoke, because we don't want to address a lot of the issues that we have. Like, we don't address what is good and what is bad because we're too busy trying to, I don't know what the hell, but it's like, um, in spite of the Roe v. versus Wade, I think that maybe the white community has made a little bit of progress because they are sending a message, right? You mess with a 16-year-old, you mess with the, a girl, you mess with her with this transition of age of Aquarius, you're going to get that smoke. Black cu- culture, black community, we have a little bit of catching up to do. You know, um, I think doesn't R. Kelly have an upcoming, he has more cases because he was um, facing situations where he was crossing state lines. So let's see, because I think that a lot of these cases that happen, especially over time, it's kind of like a litmus test to see where the energy is. And I think it's going to show a test in terms of um, is the black community uh, progressing? You know, what are going to be the sentiments between last year and this year? Are we still going to be hard on, you know, our thoughts about what it means to engage in that type of behavior with the woman, with the with the girl, you know, um, with that feminine energy? 
um, in the black community? Are we gonna are we gonna rise to the standard of good versus bad, pure versus tainted, or are we still gonna repeat another cycle of degeneracy, right? Um, and, and this just you know it's very black and white. Some 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 parts are kind of like um. I don't know how to explain it, but I'm moving my hands back and forth. Sometimes um, this culture is going to be ahead. Sometimes they're going to be behind. So I think that <clears throat> they're kind of jabbing the hornet's nest on this side, you know. But in terms of the test, we are seeing the contrast from age of Pisces when he was um, going through a lot of this stuff. And it was deep and it was a cult and it was patriarchal. And getting away with it and getting away with it and getting away with it and the test keeps resurfacing what do people believe what are their thoughts are we evolving are uh, is the veil lifting and then boom it hits message is send assignment understood the feminine energy we protect okay um next year i believe r kelly is going to have another case coming up and those conversations are going to come up again how are we going to stand up to 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 what we believe you know what does it mean for our women when i was talking about how right now um women again i mean the roe v wade thing is proof of that you know what are our conversations surrounding how we value our women and their rights and for this one moment in time they decided to just kind of play around that last stroke that last you know little jab before the collapse and i think that the the women and the young women are at this younger generation um i think for the older women we have to support and definitely reinforce our our young women with all of the knowledge and all the power that we have um and further encourage them to take on this new um, venture, I think that a lot of them, I'm so proud of them, you know, um, I don't know to which the degree a lot of us can even influence or, or shape their mind because what they're dealing with is so different than what we've gone through and they've made a lot more progress. But I'm talking in the sense of if, if you're going to stand on my shoulders, uh, listen, let me give you my shoulders so you can get to that goal. You definitely have my support. I see what you're doing. And so proud of you. And I think you're really going to show them what you're made of. And you're going to show them what it means to choose better. And you're going to cut off in lot, a lot of ways sexual access. You're going to cut off their access to your reproductive organs. And um, they're just going to have to deal with it. And with that, you're going to be able to put into balance, you know, put them in their place where they need to be, you know, more productive not, you know, the contrast I think I was trying to drive home to is, you know, right now the male energy is just running around raping, pillaging, stealing, destroying, right? They have the muscle power to do it. But with the bee colony, the, the, the queen is in control. Everybody's on a system. Either you're productive or you're not. And you have your mission. You go out, you get the pollen. You know, you contribute to the ecosystem, you build a honeycomb, you produce beautiful things, beautiful honey. There's systems in place. And um, 
you know, one of the complaints that this one guy was talking about, he said, well, everybody's just worker bees. Listen, we're worker bees now as it is, you know, <clears throat> we're worker bees as it is now. The only difference is where some in a lot of cases we're not paid what we're worth and or um, you have some people. Um, I would say the majority of the workforce was women. When you saw the mass resignations, because the population is mostly women, um, and I talked a little bit about how the education women are tend to be the most educated, or at least in the black community, um, they are very much the worker bees, right? So I don't have a problem necessarily with the worker bees. I think that there's extremes on the spectrum where it can become slavery. But for the most part, we have to be productive, right? We have to be conducive to the environment that we're a part of. The only difference is right now, do you want to be a worker bee and being raped and killed and pillaged and ran over? Or do you just want to go about your business, go about your day, engage with the little kiddos, you know, travel, go to different roses, different you know, get your pollen, do what you need to do and get to eat your honey and go to bed. And, you know, the men are in their place. They're not, you know, if they're productive, they can build the walls. They can, you know, move around and be the muscle power that they need to. They can give you children that can pass on the legacy. And if they're not off with their heads, you know, that's just my interpretation. <laughs> um, and um, yeah. So that's that. I I noticed like I'm just really getting happier and happier. Um, and I think that um, definitely, you know, I would say at this point, can we celebrate and just say, you know, I think coming out of a breakup, like I'm there, I'm happy. Um, I'm at peace. I feel serene. I'm grounded. And I feel like I'm at a place where I can even listen to other people that I don't agree with. Um, and I'll try to pick and choose, you know, what serves me and what doesn't. I just let it, you know, I just let it fly um, type of a thing. And that's a really good, healthy place to be in. Um, and still learning, still growing. I still watch and, and listen to a lot of things where my mind is stimulated. And I absolutely love that. But as I sound off here, you know, this is definitely, I think we transitioned over into Age of Cancer. Um, but Gemini was a little bit difficult for me. I didn't even do the erotic astrology for, for you guys. I do apologize. But it's just some quirky energy that I had to, to work through. Um, and so I think this is kind of like the tail end of those type of conversations where it just gets a little bit like putting the pieces together in a way that is not... Uh, <laughs> it might be going above people's head a little bit, but, um, we will see. I, I think I need to learn. Actually, I want to talk a little bit about self-care and how the black women in luxury movement is moving towards a soft life, um, conversations. I am here for it. I think that these are assignments. And if you didn't under, if you didn't understand the assignment of black women in luxury, it's you're being given another opportunity to look at what is soft life because a lot of people got hung up on black women in luxury, meaning material things. And you could see some of the discomfort that people had about turning, you know, as above, so below concepts and, and how to manifest, you know, 
And so I think it's almost a step backwards that, you know, the assignment is kind of like, okay, you guys couldn't handle um, black women in luxury. Let's deal with black women in soft life. So now you can start to explore, well, what does a soft life mean? What does it mean to think smarter and not harder, to not work harder, work smarter, not harder, which is very much age of Capricorn energy, again, thousands of years out. But um, you're you're kind of taking a step back, in my opinion, and it's going to force you to say, well, I am a worker bee, I am being productive, but how do I create more ease in the life around me? How do I com- create more comfort? How do I create more happiness and more joy in the things that I'm doing? And it will take you to that frequency where... Um, you know, where you will start to enjoy and elevate your your thought process to where you can come back to black women in luxury in a different way. I think the way it's intended. So I'm here for those assignments. Um, if you hear them as they go along, I think that um, black women in luxury has been around for maybe like what, maybe three or four years. Um, so now we're into soft life. I'm here for it. I would say for the next four years, explore what that means for you. Um, and probably no right or wrong answers. And let's continue to take on these assignments. You know, at the end of the day, don't let your crown slip. Understand who you are. Step into your power. This is your time. Um, and, and don't, don't, um, be so quick to live in fear. I think of, of the, what you're seeing, because spiritually there's so much more going on and, there are people who don't understand the optics. You know, there's a reason like <clears throat> when you have more to gain, it's like they'll try to make you fumble or second guess yourself for what's coming in. But I think that um, I, I, I'm actually not in a state of fear. I'm shocked, but I see what lies below the surface and with the Roe v. Wade judgment thing. And um, I think it's going to be an amusing how it either how it gets addressed um <clears throat> all right i've talked a lot starting to lose my voice um <clears throat> but i really enjoyed this conversation well i think one of the best ones i've had that's kind of just a little bit more esoteric <laughs> but um yeah take care i'm gonna go figure out something to eat now y'all know i'm a foodie um it's been getting really hot over here um, so we're starting to get into that triple digit weather. Um, and oh, you guys, I am. So today's at the 25th. I'm like five days away from um, seeing what happens with my new gen coin. So it's going to be interesting listening to that, listening back to this in a, in a year or two and seeing what was the result of that. Of course, I will share with you guys when it goes live and how much I made, but that's something that I had in my pipeline. I have other things that I'm waiting for to materialize in August, October, and December. So, you know, in between that time of passive income, um, just learning to live a soft life. So, no, I love each and every one of you. Until the next podcast, peace.